0: you are listening to the one and only visionaries wrestling network envisioning excellence and providing your perfect podcast experience this is band from ringside tonight on the band from ringside podcast samoa joe returns to raw Shayna baszler debuts on raw jeff cobb debuts on aew dynamite and we have our nxt takeover portland predictions that and a whole bunch more tonight on the man from ringside podcast you said buddy murphy Party Ditch that 9 to 5, it's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, welcome to the Band from Ringside Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Handle Cunningham. And to, <laughs> and to my left, not as
1: always, but sitting in Zach's spot, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCP? Allow us to bring down the latest edition of the Band from Ringside Podcast, Volume one, four, two, chapter three, verse 14. And the good smart say it. Hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribers, repeat. Shout out to my girl, Becky Balboa. I love you. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Happy early Valentine's Day. Um, oh, shit. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day? dude, don't tell me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was about to say, dude, you're about to get crucified. I was going to say, we're going to record, and I'm immediately waiting after this shit, because you're going to be a dead man walking. <laughs> we got till tomorrow. We're coming at you. Oh, Zach's not here uh, right
0: now. He may be coming later. He's he told becoming us, the man. I know. He is the man at his job now, and to be the man, you got to beat the man, and apparently He's Zach, the man. Zach pinned the guy yeah. that was above him. Yeah, I was about to say, got his job. <laughs> <laughs> Zach pinned the man and now he's got his job, so he's got a few more responsibilities at work. He may be coming later. He has given us uh, his takeover predictions. Which I have not looked at, thank you very much.
1: I have, but I had to. No, I had to. I know, I know. Uh, it wouldn't change my mind, I don't think, one way or the other, but for the record, I did not look.
0: We are coming at you from my exquisite basement in South City. It is cold in St. Louis today. but the it
1: metronome is, is warm because outside it is cold AF. Yeah, it's not bad down here. Yeah. No, it's not bad down here. It just Outside is just... Okay, and I know we always give the weather report for St. Louis every week. It's cold. This shit ain't right. I mean, it's, so, it's sunny. I was outside smoking a cigarette, getting ready to leave to come here. And I'm outside smoking a cigarette. It's like 22 degrees, and the sun is out, and it's cold as fuck.
0: Yeah, it's cooler than
1: twenty. I mean, immediately, I was like, okay, you know what? This cigarette is not worth it any longer. Threw that joke halfway in Lone and went back was inside.
0: Five. Um, you know, when I first envisioned this podcast and, uh, you know, uh, somebody who shall not be named uh, came to me <laughs> and, wanted, oh, and asked it. me if I wanted to do the podcast, I envisioned it just me and you anyway. I mean, Zach was just uh, – he was just – he was just an afterthought, it's so a, really, a throw this, in. Is, this is the actual BFR.
1: No, I understand. It's, it was a throw-in. <laughs> we brought him along. He, You know, he kind of fit in. You know, I figured, why He's not? You know, starting why not? to pull his weight. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. We love you, Zach. Man, good job. Great, happy, great for the promotion. Yeah. Bringing that money. Make sure your ass gets here next week so I can talk shit on you.
0: Uh, tell us about F and B Eatery and then we'll get started.
1: F and B Eatery on the corner of thirty four fifty three Southampton, uh, Southampton and Marquette. If you are in need of a smash burger, check my boy Mike out. If you need of a uh, gift card, they do gift cards. If you are out and about and the kids. On the way home and you want to make sure that your wife doesn't have to get something to eat and you need something for the kids, F and B Eatery is the place to be. 3453 Southampton telling that bam from ringside sent you. You know
0: what? Take your wife there, take your girlfriend there for Valentine's
1: Day. It's a you know, I, nice. I would suggest do it separately. Let's not do nice romantic uh, joint. I mean, not unless you're R V D, then you can get away with that nonsense. <laughs> Outside of that, you know, you might want to do that nonsense separately.
0: Let's get to that three
1: counts. One, two, three. JCB, what you got? I would never thought that Shayna Baszler's, I guess, return, debut, whatever you want to call it, would be like this. And then WWE pulls this. So I said last week the Becky Lynch-Asuka rematch for the title had to have some sort of swerve coming in, whether you believed it was the uh, Shayna Baszler making her assault on Becky Lynch, or maybe it was one Ronda Rousey making her return. Well, Shayna Baszler made a return, and it was memorable for lack of a better term, however you want to. I remember it in a negative way. Other people don't think of it as such, but let's paint the picture. Uh, Asuka and Becky Lynch have their rematch, Becky wins good in ma- good match. In, in, I think the first match was the better match, but this was a good match. So after the match, Becky in the ring celebrating, and Shayna comes, I guess, from her blind side through the fans, through the crowd, and attacks Becky Lynch. Now, I'm thinking, okay, we're gonna put the arm bar on her, you know, we're gonna, you know, set up an angle for WrestleMania injury angle of some sort. I guess this is an injury because Shayna proceeds to bite the neck of Becky Lynch like it's Mike Tyson, and then she comes up. And for lack of a better terms, to me, she looks like a vampire. Okay, so Becky Lynch now has been bitten. Uh, blood is now gushing from her neck. She proceeds to leave the ring on her own power, walk to the back, with referees and some I'm assuming backstage producers trying to get medical attention from her, she shoves said medical attention off, gets into the ambulance in the driver's seat mind you and drives to the hospital later on in same same show she drives herself back in same ambulance, comes back to same ring after the same ring she was bit in. To now say, okay, you know what, Shayna, now you pissed me off. I'm gonna get some get back. We gotta get I got a receipt for you. I don't know where to start with this nonsense because ultimately you you this whole thing was fucked up in so many ways, it's not even funny. The biggest fuck up is how you present Shayna Baszler. She's supposed to be a badass. She ain't supposed to be biting motherfuckers. Biting motherfuckers, I'm sorry. I'm a Mike Tyson guy. When he bit. Evander Holyfield. That meant to me that your shit is weak. You cannot beat Evander Holyfield. Immediately bite, biting Becky Lynch to me represents the same thing. It's weakness. Shayna Baszler is not supposed to be painted as such. If you're going to do that, then you, let's do it with multiple women. Where now, you know the odds are against her. Two versus one. Three versus one. Okay, as a heel, I expect her to run away at that point. This is not what you are supposed to run away from. She jumped her from behind and had the advantage. Slap her with an armbar. Slap her with, what you know, uh, the sleeper or whatever you want to call it. the clutch and let's move along. Now you want to decide to do this, which doesn't need. It makes sense because this is raw and it's WWE and it's sports entertainment. For that part, it makes sense. It just doesn't make Shayna Baszler look good. If this is the first time you've seen her, this is not a very good first impression. Is that her first time on Raw? No, because she's been. she. Uh, they had her on for Survivor Series. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So that's why I said the return slash uh, debut, whatever yeah. you want. I mean, depending on how you want to look at it. If, uh, yeah, if, if you. it's your first time and you've seen her biting Becky Lynch, that ain't a good look.
0: I. Uh, yeah, she came up looking like. I don't know if you guys watch The Outsider on HBO, but she came up looking like Jason Bateman in in the first episode. Look, that's, I'll go
1: Lost Boys. Yeah, I, well, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm pretty sure everybody that's a horror fan have seen has seen the movie The Lost Boys. She kind of, she kind of like, sh- like, you know, boy coming out. I mean, come on, man. Really? That's how we're supposed to do that? <laughs> and then Becky Lynch doesn't even sell this shit. She comes back the same height. It's
0: not hot. Shit, that was not what I was going for. She comes back the same night. Now, how are you going If you... <sighs> but it wasn't hot. But, you know, it's kind of early in the podcast for you to be getting this worked up.
1: Because it's... Bill.
0: I... Go ahead. disagree. Really? I see your point, but I disagree compl- oh, well,
1: not, God, not completely. Oh, Not completely. Are you kidding I, me right see, now? I, I we going to start it this early? I
0: didn't think it was a bad angle for this reason. Because it was memorable. (laughs) She is a a heel to get across as a heel and get across something that I can't say I've ever seen that in a wrestling ring where somebody comes in and bites somebody in the back of the neck. And I don't know why you'd have to go to the hospital because of it. But uh, I don't know. Like, I've never seen it before. It was memorable. Well, we can we'll be talking about years from now when Shayna Baszler bit The back of Becky's uh, neck. Now, we might be saying it jokingly like, holy shit, that was fucking weird. But to me, that's got Paul Heyman written all over it. That's not a Vince thing. That's a Paul Heyman thing. And maybe... We put too much stock in what's Heyman, what's Vince. There's other people in creative back there. There's, I mean, they have a team. They have For sure. an army of For people sure. back there. For sure. But that seems to me like something that wouldn't have happened if Vince was um, as hands-on as he usually is. In fact, Raw's been so good lately, and there were several examples that we can get to about Raw being good, but Raw's been good, so good lately that it makes me think that maybe Vince has been Kind of preoccupied with the XFL <laughs> debuting. Ka-ka, ka-ka, also, yeah, go Balhawks. There, are, there's also uh, there have been reports that he doesn't even show up to SmackDown anymore, or he's not there as often as he used to be. I wouldn't either. No, <laughs> I'm no. Sorry, I said that Just take, out loud. No, fuck it. I mean, SmackDown's um, bad. I didn't hate it though. It was memorable, and it it, it gives them a jumping off point for their feud. That's
1: they don't need a jumping off point. They got it.
0: Now, if they didn't have a jumping-off point, you'd be like, well, this is boring and this fucking sucks. No, it's they not- have
1: the jumping-off point. I'll Survivor what, Series is the jumping-off point.
0: Y- you can laugh all you want, but her coming up and having blood coming from her mouth after biting the back of Becky's uh, neck
1: is memorable. That's memorable. <sighs> okay, and it's and uh, that's a very apt word, memorable, because it's open-ended. You can yeah, mem- it's neutral it okay. can be it can be bad or good okay. but it is memorable okay and that if you want to go with that then that's fine it could be memorable but I'm sorry they just did if you want to go with the biting of the neck I can't believe this got you so fired up like this because she what to me what makes it worse is because they didn't sell it you sold edges shit perfectly perfectly. You didn't even have to have Becky gone for more than a week, but she cannot, A, drive herself to the hospital. I know she's the man and everything, but goddamn. Nah, that doesn't really. And then she came back like 30 minutes later. Like it wasn't shit.
0: I I don't know. Like, you know what? To be honest. I didn't know she came back. I fell asleep. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know she came.
1: Back. <laughs> so <laughs> it's raw, guys. It's raw. <laughs> so what do you do? I for usually fall asleep. Down, I mean, I just read, about, I just <laughs> read the back, read the recap. I'm all doing the heavy lifted over here. This is my, but that's my point. My wife was out of town for four for five yeah, nights. Okay, I was yeah, fucking yeah, tired on yeah, Monday. Yeah, I was
0: tired yeah, on Monday. I bet you was.
1: <laughs> but. The, my point
0: is – Might have been some Adderall and some <laughs> booze and drove to Kansas City for a show. Jesus yeah, Christ. I know.
1: I just don't like the fact you don't have Becky sell the injury. If, sh- if you're going to have Shayna I mean, Baszler I get that. be this – legitimate, credible threat because Becky has basically said that she's ran through the locker room. The locker room is full of dopes. Nobody's on her level. She's the man. Now she's wearing sunglasses, the whole shebang. So if you're going to have Shayna be this threat, don't have her be like this sports entertainment, oh, this is a memorable threat that we'll talk about 20 years later. Let's do it the right way. You come in, you jump her ass, and then you beat her ass good. So that way it's now you're looking in the crowd. You can have those same oohs and eyes, but you have a oohs and eyes in a different it. way.
0: I get it. They didn't sell it well enough. I, I told, like I said right off the bat, like I get your I get your point with the whole thing. Memorable is the only word I'll just keep saying. Now a a couple a couple more things. We don't need to belabor the point as we are want to do on this show. But a couple more uh things happened on Raw that were good. Drew McIntyre and MVP had the segment in the VIP lounge. Now, when's the last time? If if you had to guess, when the last time the VIP lounge was on Raw, I don't have the answer in front of me. What are we okay, thinking? Like right, that what, makes me feel. Better. What are we
1: thinking? Like oh yeah, eight? I guess that Something sounds like about that. right. Yeah, because I was gonna say that. That feels MVP ish. When
0: I turned on Raw that night and got ready, ate a Blizzard, and got ready to go to sleep. I did not expect to see a McIntyre MVP segment, and yet it worked. It worked. It worked. Oddly it, enough, it was a really well-written segment. Uh, them talking about, hey, does MVP want to be McIntyre's advocate? Right. And MVP saying he's a much better-looking look, better ver- better looking version of Heyman and Ma- McIntyre having none of it and eventually giving him the Claymore.
1: Uh, I loved all of it. It was a fun segment. It was a focus on Drew McIntyre, and that's where this kind of needs to be. I was kind of worried about the momentum keeping rolling for the next, whatever, 50-some-odd days, give or take. So it's going to be a long-term booking for this storyline and the main thing is that you have to keep Drew hot. One of these one of the ways to do it is to, you know, you can't just have him squash everybody, but MVP MVP coming out and basically telling a story about people that don't like Drew McIntyre and believe it or not, there are plenty of people that are out there that don't like Drew McIntyre and he they you know, they said basically MVP was the voice of those people. Drew's response, Quaymore kicked to the head. I don't think you can do it any better than that. It was well done. It was probably in the best spot, somewhere in the middle, opening in the second hour, if I'm not mistaken. It was it was done very well, and, and, the, and Drew the doesn't look uncomfortable in this spot. I think that's what the most important thing is. He looks comfortable. Oh, I Whether agree. you like a- him or not, he looks comfortable, and I think that's going to ultimately play itself out and make him better as this story goes along.
0: Even though he never really had a face turn, per se. No all he did was basically start fighting heels right. and squashing people right. and doing the one, two, three. Right. He has a little bit of an edge as – no pun intended. He has a little <laughs> bit of an edge as a baby face, and he seems like the type of big, badass baby face that crowds can get behind. He, Like you said, he seems comfortable, and also this is the best use of MVP.
1: Yeah. I, I was going to say – Because it- MVP even
0: said in that segment – my, in, my in-ring my in days are behind, behind me. me now.
1: And then if this is what you want to do, obviously WWE feels home to him. WWE trusts him. They put a mic in his hand in the middle of Raw. So, I mean, there's something to it now. Whether, you know, it's going to be something probably behind the scenes, which probably makes more sense, so be it. But either way, good to have MVP back. And more importantly, the segment worked for Drew McIntyre. Uh, we're still... Probably six raws away from WrestleMania, something like that. Uh, what did I say? Good 50s let Let's just say fifty-six days. Well, that so that's, eight, eight, that's weeks. eight weeks.
0: Yeah. So there, there's still a long time to go. But I mean, we say this. This is our third WrestleMania season with the podcast. We say this every time. They could deal with leaving guys off TV once in a while. Now they could leave. Are you it, talking about WrestleMania
1: or just on? week no, to week to No, TV.
0: just week to week to week because they have all these matches to build up and and instead of shit getting stale, which is what usually happens, they could do a segment not to jump ahead too far, but like we were talking about before uh we came on the air, like what Mark Henry did for Djokovic mm-hmm. and or Djokovic and Keith Lee. In just somebody building the up the somebody building up the match, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, speaking of the best way to use a guy, an old guy,
1: <laughs> I'm scared to see where this is going, but go ahead. Matt Hardy cut you know, a great okay. promo. That's what say.
0: He cut a great promo with Randy Orton on Raw, which it seemed to be his swan song. It looks like he's on his way out, if the rumors are to be true. If his own, uh, if if his own social media, I guess. Yeah, cryptic social media posts are to be interpreted the way that it looks like they're supposed to be. It looks like Matt Hardy is done with WWE, his contract has run out. Uh Orton came out to cut a promo about why he did the edge, what he did the edge, and Hardy quickly cut him off. Matt Hardy came out, cut a really heartfelt promo that was had some had some shooting it.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Any any, and everything he said, Edge related with him, Lita, any implications thereof, that was the shoot. And that's what got me the most interested. Because I was like, Rrr? Crowd started chanting,
0: Lita, right when he said it. He goes, at one point in my life, nobody hated Edge on this planet as much as I hated Edge. Which, by all accounts, is true. Like This, <laughs> this is well documented that when Edge and Lita started their kayfabe storyline, kayfabe style. Kayfabe style. That Edge and Lita actually became a couple, yeah. and Edge stole Lita from Hardy.
1: Cold-blooded. Hold on. I got it right
0: here. <laughs> oh,
1: shit. Wrong no, one. Wrong
0: one. Sorry. I got to turn it down. See, guys? I didn't prepare myself tonight. <laughs> this is it. This is it. So, it was cold-blooded. It but, was. And then he said, found out on the phone. Ugh. <laughs> Prior to that, Dirty. That they had ridden up and down the road, and that the yeah. heart, the Hardy boys, and Edge and Christian had shared rooms together just to save a few bucks, which you know I can certainly relate to. Okay, and uh, I'll sleep on the floor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it was a it was a great promo by Matt Hardy, and he wasn't in the broken Matt Hardy character at all. It was super heartfelt. Uh, and then <laughs> they had Orton, RKO, him. Okay. And then Orton gave him the concerto also, which come on—that's a home run segment.
1: It it once again keeps Randy from explaining the why, which everybody is still going to want to know why. And as aforementioned, they
0: have a long way to go to WrestleMania. Okay, so they should drag this out as long as be long as as really
1: possible. Edge is not back yet. Check. Orton did is do is doing what I suggested he should do is basically run through the this bloated ass mid-card of guys that basically have nothing going on. You can get squashed by Orton leading up to this edge Orton WrestleMania match. Check. All they're doing is basically sticking to this script. Eight weeks, I would say like another four or five About four weeks, we should start thinking about getting Edge back. By the fifth week, Edge should be back.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. It's good gas. They shouldn't touch until WrestleMania.
1: They're going to touch because it's WWE. They can't can't help themselves. themselves. They're they're going to touch. they They really shouldn't. No. If you can keep this all eight weeks, I would love it. And just have Edge just pop back out in some Crazed way, distraction finish because you know how WWE loves their distraction finish. Do it like that. Set the WrestleMania match. Just don't have them touch.
0: But it was a home run segment. It was a
1: home run segment. And then another thing that happened. I mean, Raw is Raw was good. Raw is Raw is better than SmackDown in my opinion. They're both oh, sports entertainment, no, but they good. just they're do they're doing things just a little bit different. I mean, even though things you didn't make even though sense. you didn't
0: like the Shayna Baszler thing. At least it was different than anything that we've seen on Raw in a long time. And Samoa Joe made his
1: return. return. Yeah, I was about to say Corbin, Roman Reigns. I, I, I might enough. have. I might have.
0: That's on SmackDown. No, we'll, I know, get, we'll, we'll it. get there. Uh, but I might have asked this before. What What do you think the odds are? What do you think the percentage is that Samoa Joe will have a match that's not a uh, battle royal? At WrestleMania. Uh, is this including a multi-man match? Like a six-man? Multi- multi-man match is fine, just not in the battle royal.
1: 50-50. It is, Man. It, it is a definite coin flip. That fucking sucks.
0: Because Joe has the worst luck when the injuries, yeah. and when it comes around February and March. Yeah, that's but, what
1: say. He,
0: Joe he Joe may return
1: protected from himself at this point. Jesus Christ!
0: Joe may's return, Seth Rollins and company with KO and Viking Raiders. This is starting to get a bit repetitive. Adding Joe back in, I didn't watch the main event. Uh, I don't feel like I had to watch the main event because it was Rollins and company versus uh, Ro- KO. Rollins
1: gets the curb stomp to set up Murphy for the win. It's it's now Murphy. Now we can officially put Butter, Buddy Murphy. Asleep and just call him Murphy, adding him to the long list of four name superstars. God Murphy. damn it! Bitch. Well, he was Murphy in NXT, though, right? No, he was Buddy Murphy, Wesley no. Blake, and Buddy Murphy. That yeah, was the they, tag team. They
0: called him Blake and Murphy. Though. That was. An, I, I mean, I'm I'm just picking nits here a little bit. Okay. Uh, other things that happened on Raw, just to, I mean, just to throw it out there, Apollo
1: Street- Cruz wins at NXT Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, we have NXT from two. We have Takeover from 2015 on the TV in front of us. Ripley uh, had another encounter with uh, Charlotte Flair. Ricochet beat Lashley in the 12 minute match. Uh, had to be done. Had to be done so he can fight.
1: Well, Les- it just Lesner. it makes him looks more look more credible, whether you like it or not. This is, it just had to be done. It should be Lashley. It's Ricochet. You had to do it. This is Paul Heyman right here building momentum. If this was a year ago, Ricochet loses this spot, even though he would still have the title match. Garza squashed. Well, he didn't squash. No, we call it a
0: squash. He didn't squash, but he beat Cedric
1: Alexander. You know what? Uh, Actually, take that back. I would call that more of a squash. It was. It, it was, was less than, short. Yeah, it was less than five minutes. It, it, oh, I think it was less than two minutes. Then that squashish.
0: At at best, you know he squashed. He squashed Cedric Alexander and Sheamus squashed Apollo Crews on SmackDown. Yeah. What do Cedric Alexander and Apollo Cruz have in common? I can't hmm. place my <laughs> finger on it. What?
1: Their hair.
0: Oh yeah, they both have black
1: hair. Their hair. Yeah, they both have black hair. Their hair. Wait, Apollo.
0: Never mind. Uh. And, well. Uh, Aleister Black also squashed Tazawa, and Aleister Black got another promo. What are the odds that he has a match at WrestleMania? I might have already Jesus asked this Christ. before, too.
1: I don't, dude, I just I – I don't understand where this is going. I mean
0: – Well, we're doing a podcast. I ask questions. I know. Oh, no, you mean got, uh, Aleister I know, Black. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I just, it's, it's like you got this bloated – this is why WWE confounds me, because you got this monster roster, and – You got guys like Aleister Black that don't seemingly have a storyline. Okay, you got Buddy Murphy. I guess you rubbed, if you want to use the rub in this scenario where, you know, both guys have good matches. They gave each other the rub. Okay, so now what? Buddy Murphy has moved on. Aleister Black is still in the same spot. What do you, I mean, you can't have Aleister Black not doing
0: anything. I mean, What would you rather they do with ultra-black, though?
1: Well, I mean, you know, there's a certain title out there that is a mid-card title. You know, there's a guy that's a heel that's hanging out, you know, taking his suspension. I don't know.
0: Seems like a good idea. Oh, you mean take it off of
1: Andrade? No, I'm not saying you take it off of him, but you at least feud them. I mean, Selena Vega obviously is the, the seminal link. You don't have to expose that if you don't want to, but, I mean... If you're not gonna have him go for the the big title, which you're not going to, I mean, clearly that's Brock and uh Drew McIntyre, so you're just gonna to have to deal with it. You gotta give Alistair Black not I hate to use the term something to do, but a feud of some sort. Whether it's Angel Garza, whether you want to do Andrade, whether you wanna do I mean, you know what'd be cool
0: about him feuding with Andrade? Is that he's actually, Aleister Black is actually married to Zelina Vegas. That's what I'm talking about. That's the seminal link. Now, whether you want to expose that. And then you do a double turn. I think it's weird that Aleister Black, I I think it's weird that they're pushing Aleister Black as a baby face. He just, I know he's a baby face. I know he was a baby face in NXT. He doesn't seem like a baby face to me on the main roster, which are
1: two different animals. Which are two different animals, but I think the lack of baby faces on the main roster is the reason why he's a baby face. That ain't
0: no shit. We'll put him on SmackDown and make him a face because we got Daniel Ryan on here squashing Heath Slater. Um, no,
1: Shouldn't have been talking shit. Talk
0: uh, shit, get hit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a 27 minute one count, Jason. Uh, wow. It's like we don't even need Zach. <laughs> two, three. <laughs> Wrong, wrong, wrong. Uh the wrong. two the two count is I I can't imagine what else it would be. This is gonna this is really gonna get Jason going.
1: Oh, man.
0: Bill Goldberg okay. made his return to WWE television. He was on SmackDown, and we had to find out who was next. Yeah. And he called out uh Bray White, called out the fiend. And so Bray Wyatt then cut some funny stuff. And so we're going to have Bray Wyatt versus Goldberg at the Super Showdown in the Sand or whatever the fuck they call it these days. The one in Saudi Arabia that I haven't watched the last few ones of. Your humble podcaster.
1: I haven't watched the last
0: It's too patriotic.
1: That's right. God damn it.
0: To, write, to watch wrestling in Saudi Arabia after what they did to Jamal Khashoggi. Or whatever his name is. The journalist that got murdered. You guys know me. I'm so patriotic. (laughs) So, Bill Goldberg is going to fight The Fiend. Now, Jason and I were talking about this prior to uh, getting on the air. We really shouldn't do that, Jason. We should save all of our best stuff for the year.
1: Trust me. I saved it.
0: But, trust me, I saved it.
1: He's heating up. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) I think, oh, uh, okay,
0: I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen. Then I'll, I, then I'll let you go, because i got to go upstairs and pee. Do you okay. think you can just talk without me being down I'm here?
1: sure I can Because I, st-
0: I know I'll still hear you upstairs, Yeah, too. that's a
1: good way to say. I'm uh, sure I can manage. For all right, bit. what I think is going to happen
0: is a spear, jackhammer, fiend kicks out, mandible claw, fiend wins. Bray Wyatt retains against Goldberg. Bray Wyatt can put another legend on his wall of legends that he's taken out, and he crosses out their eyes or whatever, and Goldberg can get another fat Saudi Arabian paycheck. Now, what do you think is going to happen?
1: You can play it that way, or you can play it this way. Apparently, the Bill Goldberg segment on SmackDown was a monster hit over 3 million views. Well, I'm sorry, not even 3 million views, but the segment on SmackDown is a big hit now, whether it's on SmackDown or on, on YouTube or just basically the ratings for it. I believe it was the ratings was over 3 million, if I'm not mistaken. The, the, and then they went down to 2.5, so on and so forth. So if you're Vince, you're looking at this either way, like I said, whether it's New, Nielsen ratings or on YouTube, you're looking at this as a monster draw. Bill Goldberg is still a monster draw. And once again, with The Fiend, on SmackDown, there's not a lot of top tier talent that he can go after that's not named Roman Reigns. Obviously, you would like to think they're going to keep Roman Reigns for WrestleMania unless they pull the same thing they did last year, this year, and take the title off of Bray Wyatt, put it on to Bill Goldberg. Now, you can do it one of three ways you can do a rematch at WrestleMania for the title, Goldberg Fiend. You can do Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, where Roman Reigns wins the Elimination Chamber match and then goes on and face Bill Goldberg. Or you can do the Bill Veggie special, do the triple threat, where then you obviously then have... Bray Wyatt having a legitimate claim against Bill Goldberg. It's a rematch, even though rematch causes were, I guess, defunct at one point. Now they're back. I don't know. You can go that route. And if Roman Reigns wins the Elimination Chamber, which pretty sure he will because that's his one way into the WrestleMania title picture, you can go that way. So, like I said, for me... I will not be surprised if this happens just because the fact that Goldberg was a monster ratings hit, and Vince will look at that and take notice of this. So now you've opened up another door. I still think it's going to be Wyatt versus Roman Reigns, but with Bill Goldberg coming back and it being such a success, I would not be surprised if we saw the same thing we saw last year where Goldberg took it off a of KO when he shouldn't have took it off a of KO. This, for me, if they have Goldberg take this off of Bray Wyatt, I just want to watch the meltdown on social media itself. I think it's a bad idea. It's too short-sighted for myself. That's just my personal opinion. If they do it, then they just do it. And like I said, I just want to watch the chaos ensue from that point because it will be an absolute shit show, Twitter, Facebook, whatever you want to call it. But I don't think this is just a slam dunk of Spear, you know, wrap it up real t- Okay, I'll go this far. The match will be quick regardless. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Goldberg can't go more than five minutes. Now I'll give you that punch. I won't sit up here and That's say generous. Okay, I won't sit up here and say that the fiend is a slam dunk to win because with this, like I said, with these ratings coming out, Vince is going to take a look at this and could he do a bigger match than Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns? Yeah, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns could be the bigger match. You got people that and WrestleMania is all about nostalgia and bringing old faces into new places. This would kinda make sense. So let's just not sit up here and poo poo the fact that it it couldn't happen. It could happen. It's professional wrestling. And more importantly, it is WWE. The best spear of all time versus the worst spear of all time, Goldberg
0: versus Reigns. Who's the best? Goldberg. Who's no. the best?
1: I, don't know. I mean, you know.
0: They, they all the same to me. I mean, you think dude, I would they, say they, Reigns is the best spear of all time? Uh, here's, a of, here's a <laughs> <laughs> here's a here's kind a of counterpoint to everything you just said. Uh, there's no way that they're going to have Bray Wyatt lose to Goldberg. There's just no way. There's just no way. Not not on a why not because they've been building him up too far. He's he and they're not going to have him. Well, I guess they had him win in Saudi Arabia. So not as easy, anyway.
1: <laughs> Okay. Keep talking. Because if you really logically think about this, you know this well, there, there is was, a good enough I, I chance think, for this thing. I don't happen. think they would
0: do it there. I think they would do Why not? it at Elimination Chamber. Why not? because they've been because they've been building up Wyatt way too much. That's I
1: mean, that, that's, that, all. that's it? That's it. Okay. That's it. Man, I, I hope they do it. I swear to God, I hope they do it. Just to watch the shit. I hope they do it. You hope they do it? Yeah.
0: That Goldberg taking the belt off of KO is one of the worst booking decisions I've ever seen in my life. This would trump
1: it if they did it like this.
0: This, Oh, yeah. This would be worse. Okay. Definitely. Okay. This would be worse, not because of I like The Fiend more than I like KO, just because of the work that they put into The Fiend over the last 12 months. Okay. I mean, eight months, whatever.
1: Okay. I'm telling you. Do not be surprised if this happens. What
0: kind of odds would I have to give you? I mean, if I take if I take The Fiend. Okay. And let's say
1: $10. Would I would you, take
0: that right now. Easy. Just straight up? Straight up. You'll take Goldberg for $10? Dude, this could
1: easily happen because I can see it happening. Well, then let's make it $20. How much do I owe you? <laughs> <laughs> you you some money. <laughs> 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 i'll bet the whole lot i'll bet right. the whole lot of it then i was gonna say i need some eyes at that point <laughs> i need some minutes something <laughs> right run around bray run i think that's all that really happened
0: on smackdown <laughs> carmella's the new number one contender
1: yeah, yeah. no no, no I mean, you gotta do something i mean i mean it's fine no it's fine why would could- you make a naomi though I think Naomi is in the background. If Sasha Banks is seriously hurt and she can't make it back for WrestleMania, then you do Naomi and Bailey. If she can make it back, then you do Sasha Bailey. All right,
0: that'll bring it to our three count. One, two, three. JCB, you have the three count.
1: The three count, as in its usual spot, the Wednesday night wars NXT versus AEW. Apparently, if I saw this correctly, AEW wins again in the ratings battle, but takes a slide in the overall numbers. Neither here nor there doesn't matter to me. Numbers wise, only thing that matters to me is which show entertained me more. Bill, you got the notes. Just kick us off. Whichever show you want to go to, we can talk about
0: it. Uh, well, I mean, we could start with probably the mo- more newsworthy show, even though I didn't think it was the better show. The more, news- okay. the more newsworthy show, I would say, was AEW Dynamite because Fair. we had uh, Jericho cuts a promo <laughs> saying that <laughs> Jeff Cobb is going to show up next week to fight John Moxley. Now, Jeff Cobb hasn't been on AEW. For those of you not in the know, Jeff Cobb is a indie darling, a guy who can always go. He's a big motherfucker. He is thick. Uh, uh, think
1: Former Olympic wrestler?
0: Yeah, former Olympic. think Samoa Joe with angle chops kind of
1: is okay. probably. I,
0: I mean, I love Samoa Joe. Not not taking not anything away from him. Just because
1: we see him on TV doesn't Also, mean,
0: he's got the same body type as yeah, Samoa I, Joe. I would probably say that's he's there. Probably bigger. Probably bigger. Actually, Definitely bigger. Definitely bigger. But the guy can go in the ring, not saying Joe can't either. No, I, I know Joe's yeah. listening. I don't want Joe. To, I yeah. don't want Joe's feelings to get
1: hurt because no, Joe listens every week. I was about to say you already took a chop. I can't wake you up if he put you to sleep. Oh man, yeah. Whoever loses this year gets put to sleep by Smojo. Uh
0: But at the end, Mox and Santana had an eye for an eye match. Both of them with an eye patch on because Moxley put a key in Santana's eye
1: last week, opposite eye, which was kind of funny when they were like close up to each other. You know, the opposite eye patch. It was a,
0: it was a fun little match where they bumped into each other because they couldn't see each other. But Jeff Cobb came out, and I was waiting for Jeff Cobb to turn on Jericho right off the bat coming as a baby face. But it looks like – now, it looks like they've signed him. From what, everything that I gather, they've signed Jeff Cobb, and I'd
1: say now he's part of the inner circle, right? Looks that way. Um, obviously, looks can be deceiving. This is professional wrestling, as I said. But um, just on the signing alone, I think it's a, a smart, safe move. you just bringing more artillery into – the chamber for the roster, if you're AEW now, him going to the inner circle is a little interesting. Uh, I thought Jake Hager was already kind of the heavy there. Uh, now you're bringing in Jeff Cobb, who's at least a mercenary at this point. We don't know if he's inner circle or not, but I mean, at least for this week and next week, it will work. It was and a good way just, to bring him in. And, it, and, it, and ultimately, it just it gets us steps further in telling the story closer to the revolution, which... Should be, for all accounts so far, a pretty decent show.
0: He is one of the probably most well-known indie wrestlers out there that's never actually been on weekly television.
1: Not yet. He's, I guess if you want to call ROH weekly television, then yeah, you could say Yeah, but that was syndicated. It wasn't on a... A, week, a live, week-to-week basis. You didn't right.
0: see him on... He's never been on TNA or Impact...
1: Not to my knowledge, he might have been – let's not say TNA or Impact because I was going to say that might be 50-50. I want to say he wasn't, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was. He's never been on – He's
0: he was obviously too young for WCW. He's never been on WWE television. I'm interested right. to see what this character does on week, weekly television like AEW. Um, We had Sammy Guevara versus Dustin – Dustin won and then called out Hager, so it looks like we're getting Hager. No,
1: they announced it towards the end of uh, AEW. You're going to get Hager. and uh, Oh, they did announce it? Yeah, okay, I, I missed Dustin that. Dustin at uh, Revolution, which I don't necessarily have a problem with. I mean, I was getting to the point where I'm like, okay, Jake Hager needs to get in the ring because, you know, if you're going to have him interfere at some point, you know, you got to have the baby face get a little get back. Right. Now we do, it just it was a long-term story, but now here we are. Dustin's gonna get some get back hopefully for his broken arm.
0: Nyla Rose wins the women's the AEW <laughs> women's championship from Riho. And listen, God bless Riho. That woman is probably. I know they say she's ninety pounds. I think they try to undersell her. She's probably a hundred and ten pound. Nah, she's probably not a hundred and ten pounds. <laughs> she is think a little hundred ten
1: pounds. And
0: uh, Nyla Rose is a cool story because she's the first trans transgender, woman, yeah. transgender woman to. Fighting professional wrestling, pretty much that I can think of, is certainly yeah, a, of, yeah. certainly on a stage this big. Um, and she's cool. No, I was gonna say that it's it's better it's a better move having the, ch- the championship on her. And I I also like that they don't play up the trans thing because that would make her seem like a gimmick instead of the actual talented wrestler that she is.
1: Even though apparently uh, Jim Ross said King of the Mountain. At some point, uh, did he after, really? Oh shit! Yeah, Ugh, slip of the tongue. Um,
0: Can't blame a seventy-three-year-old for not really getting the whole trans thing. I mean, he sure. I mean, he's on board as he can be, but it's a slip of the tongue for an old man, right?
1: Is Jr. done? Quick sidebar: uh, Is he done? Nah. Is, it, is it time to to start w- worrying about Jr. a little bit? I mean, it's uh, it's but, been four or five months.
0: I think he's fine. I think Excalibur and Shivani are great.
1: Really, yeah. I like Taz and Excalibur together. I I like Excalibur a lot. Okay, so Excalibur is obviously the common link. He, I I think I think so, he's tremendous. So if we're gonna play, if we're gonna play the kickout game, mm-hmm. Taz or Jr. Who stays? Who goes? I mean, Taz doesn't do play-by-play, though. That's what Excalibur's there for. Yeah,
0: but Excalibur doesn't do play-by-play either.
1: Yeah, I guess, yeah. Good point. I mean, Shivani can do (sighs) play-by-play. Yeah. Well, I would almost like Shivani as, like, the... I
0: I think that JR's... It's not just nostalgia. He's still kind of got it. He just acts like he doesn't give a fuck anymore. And really... I've listened to his podcast a couple times, and I know that his his wife died tragically, probably about five years ago in drunk a, driver accident. Yeah, he, she got hit. But she yeah she, she got, got hit, hit by the drunk driver. Right, and I know that he has sounded more bitter ever since. And who can blame the guy? I mean, his right. fucking. I mean, they had been married for fifty years or something. So I don't want to put him out the pasture just yet because his voice still stir something in me oh no i agree i mean he's so good Stirs something not necessarily in my loins but you know <laughs> he's still so fucking good it's a tickle in my belly but i don't want to put him out the pasture again i just wish he gave a little bit shit more about learning guys new moves and stuff like that
1: no i agree i i'll just say this and i'll just get back on to the point um I like Jr. and it, there'll always be a certain fineness for Jr. I guess my problem with this is that where you have slip ups in this Naga Rose match and you, like you said, you, he already kind of comes off as maybe a little crass, a little bitter, crotchety. What great word! Okay, it's just it's something to to kind of look at and maybe not necessarily be worried about, but just kind of pay attention to. And see, God forbid, if this starts going south even more. I guess on point with the women's match, I'm glad that the, the Naga Rose reign has started, the Reho reign has ended. I'm just kind of over the whole Reho thing where we're just going to dismiss her as the small champion. Okay, so now here comes the big champion because wrestling is all not really all about size, but. Like uh friend of the show, Kurt Stallion, said, WWE is a freak show. Well, AEW is kind of a circus in its own little circus kind of way, too. So now here comes this massive woman that is going to be champion. So now here you go. Everybody that didn't like Riho, now we're giving you the complete opposite. You better get behind fucking Naga Rose or shut the fuck up. Otherwise, because, I mean, it's the complete opposite. This is kind of what you should be looking for, and Naga Rose should be holding the championship for a little bit. This is banned
0: from ringside. And then NXT had a s had a not as newsworthy, but I thought a stronger night. Uh we got Strong uh beats up on Bronson Reed and then Velveteen Dream. Cuts on strong, what could be construed as a very heelish Thank promo. Thank you.
1: I mean, that was he, that was heel. I, we have not even talked about this. No, we shit. haven't. We have not. We have not even this. talked about this yet. I put it on Twitter at BFRJCB, at BFRBill, at BFRZAC, all lowercase letters with H, at BFRGC. Chris. Uh, shirts should be coming tomorrow, uh, Chris. They should be there, at three o'clock Central Standard Time. So be on the lookout for that. Um, it was, that it was, was heelish
0: as fuck. Oh, yeah. He put a picture of Roderick Strong's family. He airbrushed a picture of Roderick Strong's family on his tights. He put the picture
1: of, the of family, his son. The, 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 the whole the, shebang. Yeah. I'm like, okay, now see, if this was anybody else, I would definitely construe this as a heel. It's only because it's dream and it's kind of what he does, right, wrong, or indifferent. It's heelish. It's not heel. It's heelish. Uh, it's heel stuff. Oh I no, mean, it's heel stuff. You can't bring a
0: you can't you can't show a picture the of a guy's that, kid on the
1: jumbotron and then say that you're still a baby face. I'm you are preaching to the choir, okay? I put it out there. I'm just saying because he's not a full blown heel, I don't want to say it's a heel move. It's definitely heelish. He's done this kind of mind games before, so this is not something new. He's just taking it to another level with I, bringing in a fam.
0: You know, not to get too far ahead of ourselves because we have the predictions coming mm-hmm. up, but that seems to me like it's kind of teasing. I think the Undisputed Era, Roderick Strong babyface turn would be a lot of fun. I, I love Roderick Strong. Um, Broserweights had a fun little, <laughs> <laughs> like kind of an old school attitude era. yeah. Uh, trip off the trip off the full cell campus where they were driving. They're driving to NXT Portland. They get pulled over. You Come know, to talk R- to talk Riddle it. yells at Dunn because Dunn, he tells Dunn, you know, this isn't London. You can't dr- you have to drive on the on the right side of the street. And Dunn says, I'm not even from London. He goes, Whatever. Um Let's see, Gargano <laughs> oh, and Grimes had a great match. Vice Texted me last night said I think Gargano and Grimes uh almost had an NXT takeover style match. It was really great. My favorite match of the of the week was Angel Garza versus Leo Rush. It was it was a solid match. Um Man, every time I watch Leo Rush and Garza, Garza too. Yeah, he's got
1: charisma for days.
0: Yeah, he had another great showing on Raw.
1: And that's what I was going to say. It's not to me. It's not a huge surprise that he lost because I think obviously he's going to have to pick up the slack for Andrade since he's going to be gone for the next couple of
0: weeks. And also, you don't want to have Garza heel versus
1: Kevin Jordan heel. So yeah, um, that match I think will be just as good, if not a, a smidge better. I think Jordan Devlin is just an incredible work-rate wrestler, him, of course, Leo Rush, Leo bouncing off the ropes back and forth. It should be a hell of a match next week. Oh, yeah, it's going to be
0: great. And then, like the aforementioned, we had Mark Henry do a just a vignette, a breakdown about Dijakovic versus Keith Lee. And I'll tell you what, if you throw those two dudes' highlights into a two-minute thing, it looks crazy. It was. They look like the evolution yeah, of wrestling,
1: and I know there's gonna be you know, there's guys and there's wrestling fans everywhere that have their opinion of what they like, what they don't like. I'm sorry, but everything evolves. It's not the 1980s. It's not the 1990s where you have the big lumbering big men anymore. The big guys can do flips, the whole shebang, and it's athleticism at its finest. It's something to wrap your head around, kids. Okay, Keith Lee and Dijakovic are going to have an amazing match, and it's not just going to be on the ground. They're going to do some things in the air that people, I oh, can't do. they're doing Spanish flies and shit. Okay, I'm 5'7", 165. I can't do a backflip to save my life if you paid me $10 million to do it. I would I'm break my neck. I'm
0: six one seventy five.
1: And I couldn't do it either. You lying, (laughs) motherfucker. You ain't no 175. (laughs) You ain't shit. Look at you like, I know you ain't going to say. You said one. One. Uh, Bellaire and Ripley had
0: another nice segment. Uh, Champa, or the final match was, the main event, I should say, was Cole versus Kushida. With Chompa coming out and everybody chanting Psycho Killer because Chompa and Adam Cole are going to fight this Saturday night. And then they take over. Oh, it's Sunday? It's Sunday. I
1: didn't know that. Yeah. It's, it's Sunday. Sunday night? It's Sunday night.
0: No shit. I yeah. did not know that. It's I'm off on.
1: Monday. It's game on. It's President's Day. Game on. What, what do you want to do?
0: I want to watch TakeOver. <laughs>
1: uh, how fucked up we getting? <laughs> we're going to take a
0: little break, and then we'll be back with our – Takeover Portland predictions. This is banned from ringside. All right, everybody, it's time for our NXT Takeover Portland predictions. We already have Two Beard Zach's in there. Um, we'll get Lucha Chris's before it comes up on Sunday. I didn't know that. The, I didn't know it was on Sunday.
1: They announced it. Uh, what? when well, we were taking the break or whatever, they announced it, I guess, at the top of the NXT show last night, and then they said it again. They said it, and I was just like, what? No, no, takeovers are Saturday. For Sunday, for me, it's perfect. That means, God forbid, if I get a little too silly on a Saturday night, I can uh, get my rest in, get charged up, and watch some uh, good-ass NXT takeovers. What, ha- what happens when you get silly on a Saturday night? Uh, it's usually the same thing that usually happens on a Friday. I just... I can get just a little more reckless if need be. <laughs> you can take my ass home and sleep in. Have some cats lay on top of me if need be. <laughs> Everybody move the fuck out of the way. or Better yet, I know me. If I sleep that rough, that cats ain't in bed at that point anymore. It's every man for himself. Let's start
0: off with Keith Lee versus mm. Dijakovich. Friend of me of the show. Friend of me of the show. Uh, this is for the North American title. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Because I already know what Zach picked. Okay. Um, although I forgot, I'm not going to look <laughs> at it. There's a that co- was quick. There's a couple. There's a couple ways that you could go here. Uh, the first one being that Keith Lee is obviously on a roll. I'm not saying that they're strapping the uh, jetpack to him, but he is definitely getting a good look. Oh, yeah, for sure. He had a good look at Survivor Series. He had a great look at don't Royal Rumble. You
1: in, in front of Brock Lesnar for no reason, even though they both got eliminated, him and Braun Strowman. You just don't do it for a reason. Go ahead. Exactly. That being said, if he's to go up to the
0: main roster before or after WrestleMania, do you take it off of him now or do you take it off of him later? And that is if you believe he's going to go up. Uh, personally, I don't. You know, uh, Triple H said about Shayna Baszler that he views Shayna Baszler as NXT talent and that there is a trade off. So Shayna Baszler going to Raw and Charlotte Flair coming to NXT seems to be a bit of a trade, which might be the best way for them to go about this if there's going to be three primary, whatever you want to call them. For lack of a better term, promotions, NXT SmackDown and Raw. Brands, I guess. Brands. Sorry. That that was the word I was looking for. At the same time, I'm gonna take Keith Lee.
1: Huh. Interesting. Um I just wish they wouldn't have had the couple matches in between where somehow Keith Lee or Dijakovic for that matter would be became the NXT North American champion and then the tiebreaker would have been this match. Nonetheless, I mean, all the matches up to this point have been great, and now you have what could be the blow-off match where the winner walks away with the NXT title and the loser is somewhere looking for their next storyline. So that said, I agree with everything you said. I can't see Keith Lee leaving NXT just this yet. I think there's a little more left for him to do. Maybe even become the NXT champion, depending on who wins the main event. Obviously, that prediction is coming up. So, I'm going to piggyback you. I'm going to take Keith Lee, even though this is probably going to be the match of the night. Arguably, there's two or three uh, matches that are match of the night contenders. But if I had to put money on one, this is the one. I'll take Keith Lee to retain Well, it. we said this
0: a couple weeks ago on paper this is an insane-looking takeover uh,
1: Yeah, I, I hate to steal your thunder with the, uh, your stacked lineup card, but, yeah, this is a fucking stacked lineup. Even Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai is probably going to be somewhere in the middle, and I expect that to be fairly decent as well.
0: You know, and kind of another just aside about Lee and Dijakovic is that these guys fought in the indies forever also. They kind of have a kind of a Sami Zayn kevin owens type of thing where they're they've teamed up before they're gonna it's a fight forever type of situation which is fun because they're
1: so big and they're so good together mark henry did an amazing job with the vignette selling this match if you've never seen these two wrestle he sold you on a reason why to watch them wrestle if you've obviously seen this before this was the cherry on top of the cake of why you are prepared to watch this match. As soon as that vignette was over, I was like, okay, let's get this match rolling. I mean, he sold it that well. Well, they
0: have never fought on a takeover before. Nope. So this shit is going to be off the chain. Yeah, they're definitely going to pull all the stops. stops and yeah. there's, There hasn't been a whole lot of stops that they've not pulled off yet that we've seen. Yeah, it's
1: there's, there's got to be something else left in the bag. It's
0: going to be fun. Uh, we got Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox. Uh, oh, I, sh- I should add that Zach also took Lee. Uh, I'll let you go first here on Dakota Kai versus Tegan Nox. Uh,
1: uh, interesting match. Two gals they're both very high on. Yeah. Um, I'm not as high on Tegan Nox. Um, apparently, I'm just missing something that a lot of other people see, which is... I'm with you
0: 100%. Um, I, I don't get as much as...
1: I, I just don't. I mean, I'm not saying that she doesn't have talent. It's just for whatever reason, she doesn't translate to me. I think if you were going to push someone... Uh, The NXT uh, match Where you had uh, Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai Even though you kind of Knew that Dakota Kai couldn't lose right before Takeover I thought Candice LeRae Did more than What I've seen from Tegan Knox. neither here nor there The prediction I'm going to Go ahead and take Dakota Kai On this one I just think that Right now it's kind of more for her to get this push it kind of reinforces the heel turn a little bit I mean we haven't been too far away from that I don't think it would be smart for her to turn heel get a little push just to take it away Tegan Knox is going to be fine I just don't think this is just right place right time the timing is a little bad for her to win this match so I'm going to take Dakota Kyer I can't disagree with anything
0: that you just said that's basically exactly the analysis that you come comfort- from to expect from your <laughs> from your wrestling experts, but I mean, yes, I, I'm going to take Dakota Kai also, um, and I'm not doing this because I don't think this is a big deal. Because this this mat this next match is definitely a big deal. I just think that the ending is kind of telegraphed. But next we're going to go Ripley versus Bianca Belair. I'm going to take Ripley just because they're not going to take away and i'm about to hit the button again
1: <laughs>
0: you know when we used to do this in the studio sam used to be able to make it go on and on and on God, but i had i had to be so on point with this shit i don't think anybody appreciates what i do here. oh no i appreciate the, the, the time
1: i did it I, I definitely appreciated the shit we did predictions you did predictions yeah the week did you where was b- I. oh where did you go who knows? I'm a world traveler. You are a world traveler. Uh, no, you left the town. We went, in, went to Zach's house. We Hot Springs, Arkansas. Okay. There you go. I was in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Okay. The, the, they call it the, uh, the
0: Florence of the Midwest. Do they? I'm, no, they don't. <laughs> I, I've never been there either. Uh, yes. I'm taking Rhea Ripley. I'm taking Rhea Ripley just because they're not going to take the belt off her before she fights Charlotte. Although it does seem like Ripley and Air, they do have really good chemistry together on the mic and in the ring. I expect a great match. Um, Zach also took Ripley. Zach also took took the Kai just to put it out there. JCB, who you got?
1: I'm going to take Rhea Ripley as well, but I'm going to throw the disclaimer in it. It's going to be via disqualification. I think Charlotte Flair gets involved in this match to somehow set up the triple threat. You don't get an extra point for that. I'm not not asking for an extra point. Just don't ask me for an extra point. I'm the Smark of the Covenant champion. I don't need extra points, okay? I win fair and square. (laughs) Is that what we called it? The Smark of the the Covenant? Yeah. (laughs) I don't remember that. That's good. (laughs) Did I make it up? Uh, I think that was between you and Bo, but neither here nor there. Uh, It could have been Bo. It probably was Bo. Uh, I have a long history of claiming my friend's jokes. Yeah, right. Um, I just think that... Bianca has really proven that she can go to SmackDown or Raw without problem. I just think that somehow this gets into a triple threat form. You just don't have Bianca and Rhea Ripley both beat down Charlotte Flair, for lack of a better term, for nothing. We saw it for a reason. Charlotte gets involved, so it's a disqualification, so hence Rhea Ripley keeps the title but it sets up the possible Wrestlemania match, possible triple threat, possible somewhere singles match down the line, but I don't think this angle ends just here. Bianca Belair is just way too talented for her just to be cast aside just for Rhea Ripley and uh, Charlotte Flair. I
0: I agree. I think Bianca
1: Belair, she is, you know she did a kip up the other day. She did last night. It was a, a and she like almost a, back, a backhand spring, kind of like the way uh Alexa Bliss does, but so much better. And well, then she did a kip up on it. She almost over rotated on the kip up. Right. Which is which, which is, is possible do. Yeah, I'm just like, dude, there's no way in the world that she is not going to be involved in WrestleMania weekend. This to me is a must. She did it at Survivor Series and that that, Yeah. When the women's Survivor Series, oh, not Survivor Series, a uh, Royal Rumble. I apologize. She, well, she did have that uh 450 yeah off of uh the top rope at Survivor Series. Okay, check that Royal Rumble. I mean, basically, she was one of the big stories for the women's Royal Rumble, and now this. There is, I get all the frustration from the Bianca Belair fans, and now if you go this route and now have her lose, and God forbid, lose Queen. Man, please, you just might as well just go ahead and just send her up to the main roster and be done with it because at that point, there's no reason for her to stay. All right, now we get into some big ones. Not to say those weren't big ones. Now, Rhea and every, all the, it's just, it's a big monster-ass card. Go ahead. Yeah, but these are some dream matches. I
0: mean, okay, so now we got Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano in uh, just a blood feud.
1: (laughs) Right. Getting ready to say, I know who's Zach picked.
0: I know who I'm picking to. I know who I'm and, picking to. And I'm taking Finn Balor just because I can't see them stopping Finn Balor's momentum at this point. And I also think Finn Balor is the heel, and it's easier to make the heel go over while you're still building towards WrestleMania. And to have Gargano chase, if that's what they're going to do. I really, I mean... Really this is a coin flip match. What happens in the Cole Chompa match is
1: going to determine who wins this match.
0: Yes. But obviously, we have to do Cole Ciampa last because uh, that's the heavyweight match. So, who do you got? Balor or Gargano? Oh, boy, now, boy, boy,
1: now boy. boy, this, boy. Is
0: a, this is another one that has... The chance to be an yeah. absolute show stealer, barn burner, mm-hmm. match of the year candidate. Because sure. Gargano has match of the year candidates every time he steps in the ring we on the takeover. Do, they don't call
1: him Johnny Takeover for nothing. They do not
0: call him Johnny Takeover for nothing. God damn, that almost makes me want to take him.
1: Yeah, I was getting ready to say I'm starting to have second thoughts on my damn self. Um... Ooh, wee, ooh, wee, ooh, wee. I'm going to go ahead and stick to my guns. I'm going to take Finn Bauer. That's, that's what I was thinking coming in. So I'm going to stick to it. I agree with everything that Bill said. I hate to be the redundant uh, version of this podcast, but I think Gargano is in a situation where he really doesn't need a win per se. You can do Ciampa Gargano at any given point, it's still out there to be had. Um, I just think Finn Balor just it, it kind of reinforces the heel turn. I love the Finn Balor heel turn. I just love Finn Balor as a heel. I just whatever what he was on the main roster, raw SmackDown, whatever you want to call it, is it was not a good look and it just didn't come across well. This translates a little better to me. I think you need to keep that momentum going. So I'm I'm gonna take Finn Balor begrudgingly. I know I'm gonna be man in the motherfucker with Johnny Gargano is because I'll be like, motherfucker I should have took Gargano. But I think that Finn Bower is going to take this. I hope he takes this. For the NXT Tag Team Championships,
0: we have the Undisputed Era, which tonight, our Sunday night, is going to mean Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly versus the weights Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle. So, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Pete Dunn, Matt Riddle all in a ring together for a tag team match.
1: You just told me this last year. I looked at you crazy.
0: That is that is a powerhouse of a match. I mean, that on paper,
1: that is. They've given Riddle and Dunn as much of a push as they could give them just putting them together, especially with the vignette on uh, Wednesday night. I like them together as a tag team. They got really good chemistry. Obviously, Undisputed Era is the top of the mountain, the three-time tag team champion. So well, and they certainly have – I mean, Finn and Riley
0: certainly have great chemistry.
1: Oh, they yeah. Were, they the were Red, red dragon. dragon. Yeah. Um, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'm taking the Broserweights. I knew I should have went first.
0: I'm taking the Broserweights because I think that the Broserweights are one of those things that they probably did on a whim – to make it seem like look like fun and they're like wait a minute these guys have great like Danny DeVito Arnold Schwarzenegger type <laughs> chemis- <laughs> chemistry together like they're they're kind of they're uh, kind of opposites opposite to, yeah it's <laughs> like perfect strangers Balky and Cousin Larry brutal uh, being Balky and uh, Cousin Larry being be done but...
1: Oh, that's great. I think
0: they've caught lightning in the bottle. They have great chemistry, and I think putting the, the, the belt on them would probably be the right move, and I think it's the way they're
1: looking. Did you say you wish you would have gone first, because that's the way you're going to? That's why... That was going to be my pick, and Nicky yeah. just said it, so it always makes me question it, but... I'm just going to stick to my guns. <laughs> <laughs> That's a chop. <laughs> Are you taking the bros away? Yeah, I'm going to take the bros weights. So I agree with everything you said. I just, I, it, it's not a knock against the Undisputed Era because obviously well, they're— how can you knock against the Undisputed Era? They're no, fucking great. I mean, to me, they're one of my favorite factions in all of professional wrestling. I just think at some point, as quickly as they all got the titles, at some point they're all going to have to lose the titles— the Broser weights are as good as a tag team as you can get for them to be tag team champions. And like you said, it's not even the chemistry out in the ring. It's outside of the ring where it looks funny where you know you would have Matt Riddle say something you look you see Pete Dunne's reaction is you know the dry sense of Pete Dunne's humor that makes this for me, works so well. I'm not from London. <laughs> He's like, I don't have a driver's license. <laughs> Neither do I. You know, I mean, it's it's that. That, to me, is the sports entertainment portion of it that makes them work. I didn't think it would work. It's working for me. I don't see a reason why not to do it. It's as good as time as any. I'll take the bros away. All right. Uh, Zach took Undisputed Era. And
0: finally... In the main event, we have Adam Cole, baby, versus Tommaso Ciampa, my dude. Um, go ahead, go first. <sighs>
1: I know, I know my pick. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Ciampa had a amazing vignette on NXT on Wednesday, basically saying that he has nothing to lose and you should definitely fear. Someone who has nothing to lose sold it, sold it, sold it. Adam Cole, obviously, right now on a roll. Um, my 2019 wrestler of the year, BFR wrestler of the year. <sighs> well, no, because I was going to say, uh, two beer took uh, Will Ospreay. Uh, <laughs> No, 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 just no. say <laughs> hey, got that man live. He ain't here to defend himself. I gave it to Goldberg, yeah, right. I say that one match in 2019 against Undertaker. Undertaker yeah, yeah. No.
0: I've only seen the gift. <laughs>
1: That's all you need to see. I'm gonna take Chomper here. I just as much as I want to see Chomper just Whoa! lose and just go south wow! on this. He said something. In Even Reba said, him, yeah, like, what the it, fuck? Yeah, I was getting ready to say, this is what we need to have this going on uh, YouTube. Um, I really think that Ciampa, that vignette is basically the story. Adam Cole can come back and maybe get a rematch at some later point. I just think that Ciampa's story is the bigger story. It's been a year since he gave the title back to Triple H and now a year later, he's back in the spot, ready to take on, obviously, arguably the biggest star of NXT right yeah. now in Adam Cole. Baby. It's it makes too much sense. Like I said, Undisputed Undisputed Era has to lose titles at some point. This seems like a good as time as any. I'm taking Tommaso Ciampa to get Goldie back.
0: I'm taking Adam Cole. Baby! Because uh, I think they would rather save Champa getting Goldie back for WrestleMania weekend. That's the only reason. That's the only reason. Just, I, no, I ev- don't have a problem with that. everything that you said. Made sense, but what I I would love to. What I think is going to happen is that Adam Cole is going to lose the title on. WrestleMania take over, and then they're going, the Undisputed Era is going to show up on Raw the night after WrestleMania.
1: So you're okay with that?
0: Yeah, I'm okay with that, as long as they don't have to stand next to anybody except for AJ Styles, who would only be six inches taller than all of them. We represent the Lollipop god, kill the shit. lollipop kill god, the lo- they're, shit. Just, they're just <laughs> all so little man. God, <laughs> shit. I swear
1: to god, man. Damn. Okay, so um so you're going to take uh who oh, here's the question. Who wrestles WrestleMania weekend then if you're taking Cole here to win? Jamba. Rematch. Cool and Chompa in a rematch. Okay. That's what I'm taking. No, I just, I agree. It's not that, it's not no, that. I'm, I agree with you. I just think that it's just going to be the opposite way around where Ciampa wins and they'll do the rematch, WrestleMania weekend, Chompa comes in as champion. God damn it. This guy knows his
0: fucking wrestling. <laughs> Hold on a second. This is banned from ringside. All right, we got some birthdays to get to. Not a whole lot. Tommy Dreamer is
1: only 49. What? Man, no way. That's bullshit. I'm calling born, absolute bullshit. Ho- hold on. Le- no way. Hold on. Let me He's check. He's three years older than me? Le- let me check it again. I look amazing now, hold on 46. L- le-
0: yeah, well, well, yeah, compared to Tommy Dreamer, yeah. You haven't.
1: Black don't crack either. He
0: was born in 71. Wow. How old do you think, what year do you think viscero was born in? Viscera's still alive? No. But th- what year do you think he was born in? <sighs> 76. You think he was born in 76? Yeah. No, you're wrong. He was born he's older than you. You thought he was younger than you?
1: Hey man, he was a big dude.
0: He's <laughs> 48. He'd be 48 this week. Ouch. Uh Rich Swann is Sixty-eight years old. Which is
1: not 60. It's, it's hard with <laughs> black guys. You can't tell.
0: No, he's twenty-nine. Uh, Gangrel is fifty-one. Big John. Big John <laughs> Stud is seventy-two. He was With be seventy-two. Sean. Yeah, sorry. R. I. P. Big John Studs. Sean Spears is twenty-nine this week. And what's happened to Sean Spears?
1: He's kind of ever since he smacked Cody in the head. it Has been.
0: All downhill. He's not that talented. Oh, dude. Uh, and Jack Gallagher is 30. Hey, everybody. when those there's tons of podcasts to listen to. So we I we Jack Gallagher you guys is 30
1: on the nose.
0: 30 on the nose. Okay. We appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. Thank you very much. For advice. Check. For two beers. at Hold for Sam the Muller Mall. Mr. Purpose in the house. For f and B. Eatery. Check. For Millie
1: the Cat. Check. For Xander the Cat. Shaq. For Reba the Dog that's saying, fuck this, we're out. Did I say anything to Reba? I didn't say Reba. No, no, no. Reba's ready to walk out.
0: For JC Cornelius Bell, I am Could Bill And everybody, boo the
1: heels, boo!